the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Well, joining us on today's program, a very special guest and a gentleman who spent a lifetime in the San Francisco Bay Area. He is the founding and senior pastor of St. Paul Tabernacle Baptist Church in the city of San Francisco, and it's our privilege to have joining us on the program today, Bishop Dr. Greg Valentine. Dr. Valentine, welcome. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're actually a Bay Area native. Born and raised here in the city of San Francisco. I went to public school early on, and then I went to uh, St. Paulus Lutheran School. Uh, and then from there, graduated, went to Bridgemont High School, which is a college preparatorial, which was a Christian high school. And uh, my last year of high school, I wind up going to Woodrow Wilson High School, which was a night and day experience, to say the least, to go from public school to private school, majority of my uh, upbringing, and then my last year to go to a public school. I went from a school that was predominantly closed in, it was closed campus, to a school that had no boundaries. And... I want to say that kind of balanced me out. I got to see both sides of the world at that moment. So, yeah, thanking God. Let's talk a bit about the ministry of St. Paul Tabernacle Baptist Church. Uh, you're meeting there in the city, of course, at 1789 Oakdale Avenue in the city. Give us a bit of a profile. Folks that maybe are new to the San Francisco Bay Area in search of a new church home, what will they find in the congregation of St. Paul Tabernacle? We were a church that was in a lot of debt. The Lord gave me a vision and said, within five years, this was 2015, you'll pay the building off. You'll be debt-free. You'll be able to help people. Well, 2019, which was our fourth year, we became debt-free. Wow. We burned our mortgage. And I'm, I'm very grateful to God. And I'm grateful to the members that took up the rally, did whatever they needed to do to make sure we were debt-free. We were about $300,000 in the hole. Paid it off in San Francisco. So I'm grateful to God. In God being faithful to us, we have a food ministry. We give away some thousands and thousands of pounds of food every Friday. When the pandemic hit, all of that stopped. We are now just like every other church. We are rebuilding. We are starting back up our food program in the month of June. I am at this point looking for people to come to serve to say, hey, I want to be a part of this ministry. I want to be a part of the youth ministry. I want to be a part of the men's ministry. I'm here to help serve the youth in the community. Clothes that we could slightly use, clothes that we could no longer uh, fit because they became too small. We became too big for the clothes, but they were still in good, good usage. We're giving away clothes. We just gave things away. We try to help people as much as we can in our community. We are a church Craig, that we tell people to come as you are, not as you want, because coming as you are is, Lord, accept me for who I am. Here I am. Just take me as I am. St. Paul is a church that is a loving church. You come in, we love on you. We tell people to come in, enjoy the worship experience. We want to present Christ to everyone, not just one particular group. And so some of the people that come to our church are not black people. They're from every nationality. We get Everyone that walks through those doors, we wear our masks, we've been vaccinated, the whole deal. But we tell people today, just come. Come and experience Christ. We've, we're getting back to our uh, Sunday morning breakfast, afternoon lunch on Sundays. All of those fellowship times that we're getting back to. We're so excited to be a part of San Francisco and the community of San Francisco. St. Paul is a good place, safe place, wonderful place, and I'm glad to be their pastor for the last seven years. Bishop, that sense of community connectivity, 
in growing where God has planted you, in acknowledging many of the felt needs, as you talked about, providing clothing, providing food, particularly now as we see so many folks that are struggling. And, you know, we want to be able to proclaim the love of Jesus, and yet it's difficult to say that to a starving person, that we want to share God's love but don't want to share a meal. And so being sensitive to some of those felt needs, just as Jesus demonstrated during his ministry on earth, critically important as we establish who we are as the church, demonstrate Christ's love, and then I think we'll be surprised if we do so, um, that as we are found faithful, God will be faithful as we go about his business, the master's business in making disciples. God will therefore bless those efforts increase the ministry, and look forward to a time where Scripture encourages us to strengthen those tent stakes, to be ready for God to pour out a blessing, and certainly give the increase in terms of steam more come to the altar, more coming to the cross of Christ. Bishop, for folks that uh, would like to get more information, we mentioned again that you're meeting Sunday mornings at 1045 a.m., and that service is both live in person as well as on the Internet for folks that uh, are not quite comfortable perhaps yet uh, in the face of COVID to uh, to be meeting in a public fashion. So you can participate in the worship service Sunday mornings online. Details available at St. Paul TAB, abbreviation for Tabernacle, St. Paul TAB. BC for baptistchurch.org. We're so excited, like I said, to get back into our food ministry, clothes giveaway, but we are excited now to uh, revamp our youth department, our youth programs, things of that nature. I am looking to set up a uh, nonprofit for uh, computers. I'm looking to do all of those things. I'm focusing in on the men. I want to be able to bring men to Christ. I want men to deal with men. We're, we have a ministry that's called uh, Men of Character. And so uh, that's one of the areas where we realize churches um, um, are not strong at is the men's ministry. So our Men of Character's ministry is where, uh, where we are focusing in on helping the man be exactly who God called him to be. And again, if you want to get more information about the ministry of St. Paul Tabernacle Baptist Church, they're meeting at 1789 Oakdale Avenue in San Francisco. You can call area code 415-642-4965 for more information. That's 415-642-4965. Or find them on the web at stpaultabbc.org. That's stpaultabbc.org. Dot O-R-G. Bishop Dr. Greg Valentine, Pastor, thanks so much for uh, your sharing your heart, sharing what God is doing at St. Paul, and spending some valuable time with us today. We sure appreciate your time. Thank you, and God bless you. When we look at this book of, of Luke, and we get to this 10th chapter, you notice Jesus begins to answer in verse 27. Uh, <clears throat> he begins to answer a question because a lawyer tempted him in verse 25. Y'all see that? And when the lawyer attempted, uh, uh, when the lawyer tempted him, he said, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Can I tell you all that some people want to inherit eternal life by doing works? That was the question he asked. What can I do? First of all, let me just share with two or three people. You can't do anything to inherit eternal life. Because eternal life is given through the work of the cross of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me today? Because without the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, there is no easy way to uh, uh, the kingdom of God. Because the Bible tells us that the road is wide and broad. And it's got a lot of turns. You can do a lot of things on this road. <clears throat> Excuse me. And on this road, guess what? You're going to see a lot of people. You're going to hear a lot of names. You're going to hear a lot of ways to get to the kingdom. You're going to hear, read about a lot of gods and a lot of prophets. But you'll never really hear about the way to the kingdom of God is through the finished work on the cross. 
Because if that was so, you would walk down the straight and narrow road. Are y'all with me? <clears throat> so here he is asking for, how can I get there? How, what do I need to do? Uh, what shall I do? Look at verse 26. He says, what is it written in the law? How readest thou? Now here comes his answer. Jesus begins to answer this lawyer. <clears throat> I love lawyers. They ask questions that none of us ask. And they twist it around to ask the same question seven times. Right? To see if they're going to trick you into something. I need to find out if you're really telling me the truth, Jesus. But Jesus answers him with a simple, plain deal. Because he wants to know, how can I get to heaven? Jesus answers him with the law. Y'all see it? He answers him with the law and he says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And, see the conjunction? <clears throat> Most of us, we want to just love God. Right? Falling in love with Jesus. Y'all know that part, right? We all want to fall in love with Jesus. We good with Jesus. We good with worshiping Jesus. We good with giving our tithes and offering. We're good with singing. We're good with doing the rules and regulations. But and the and, the conjunctions that add to that, your neighbor as, as, as yourself. You got to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, now, wait a minute. Who is my neighbor? So I could love my neighbor, but who? Where's the boundary of my neighbor? Can I just walk with that a little bit? Because who is your neighbor? Is your neighbor the person next to you that live on your left or your right? Or is it the person that's in the church with you, that's in front of you, behind you, around you? Is it the person on the next pew? Is it the person that treats you well? Because, you know, my, my, my family know, you know, I got some neighbors that, that just don't like me for whatever reason, and, you know, and, Sometimes I'm like, okay, you don't like me? I don't like you too. <clears throat> you know, but I know that's not godly. I know that. I don't need you to remind me, but I know it's not godly. You know, but that is our human side. Now, look, look how I'm just giving my lawyer, my lawyer way out of this, right? Just because someone doesn't like you, remember we're still a citizen of the kingdom. We're still children of God. And we have to behave as such. You know, the Lord started convicting me just on this. I didn't need my wife or my dad to remind me. I got a God who speaks to me every day in my mind. Now, you know, you can't walk past your neighbors and not speak. Because you got to love your neighbors as you love yourself. Do you walk past the mirror and look at yourself and say, Ugh, I hate myself. I hate what I see. How dare you look back at me and smile? How dare you say hello to me in the morning? Can you imagine waking up and saying, hi, God, how you doing? And God says, how I'm doing? No, how you doing? You the one had thoughts all through your dreams all night. You the one went to bed and didn't pray and didn't, didn't tell me thank you for all that I've done. And then you get up and has, has the audacity to say hello to me. Look how we treat our neighbors. Listen, not just our neighbors who physically live next to us, but people we work with. Y'all with me? We can come in and be mad at the boss if something happened two years ago because you didn't get a good uh, 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 PPAR, you know, performance evaluation review. You didn't get one of them good ones and you're still mad about that two years ago. Right? We still upset you. We, we, we still upset about that. Y'all ain't picking on nobody. I'm talking about me now. Uh, you know, I'm just talking about me. I'm, a, I'm upset about something. Right? Yeah, I got to let it out. Let it, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. See, we get upset about things, but God is like, I need you to release it because your neighbor is not necessarily the one on your left or your right. Not necessarily the one in your community, but your neighbor is anyone who passes by you. Are y'all with me? Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, I've been watching intently on social media and the news and, 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 and everywhere about all of the... Uh, Lately in San Francisco, they had these uh, uh, redistricting. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And they're redistricting the city. 
and they're changing boundaries and people of different ethnicities is upset because black folk got to be next to the Asian people or specifically Chinese and then and then the people that's in uh, uh, south of market is upset because you know they're 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 excuse me the people in the tenderloin is upset because south of market is being pushed away and and it's changing the dynamics of how we vote y'all with me and when you change the dynamics of someone's community now who is my neighbor you put me in with people i don't want to be in with Listen, I don't want to be in with the people of the Tenderloin is what some of the people of Soma says. We want our own uh, district. And the people of the Tenderloin says, no, we need you in here because of financial stability. Are y'all with me? And now here we are. We have a what Jesus said, nation against nation. Nation doesn't necessarily mean a country, but it's people against people. There's arguing, there's fighting there's all type of things going on. And listen what he says in verse 28. He says, thou has answered, uh, 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 he, sa- he said unto him, thou has answered right, this do and thou shall live. We know this. Watch this, verse 29. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, who's my neighbor? Jesus said in verse 30, here it is. Now let me give you a story. Can I tell y'all, every time Jesus dealt with anybody he dealt with them when he was given a parable or a story he dealt with them on areas that they were familiar with you may have been guilty of something these excuse me the people who jesus was dealing with may have been guilty on this so he dealt with them on that jesus was good he knew how to convict you on things or give you uh, uh, uh exhortation he knew how to lift you up on some areas that you needed help on. He knew how to speak into your life when no one else could. Listen, most of us, we try to hide our sins. We don't want people to know when we're angry, when we're upset, what our weakness is. We love to show people our strength, but we don't want people to know when we're down. Jesus knew how to pull things out of you when no one else understood what was going on. Listen what he says to him. He starts talking about a certain man He could have told who the man was. The man probably was the lawyer. We don't know. The man probably could have been a relative of someone we all know. How many of you know a certain man? A certain man is a man without a name. I don't want to tell you who it is. Anybody know a certain man? Yeah, I don't want to tell you the name. See, listen, Dr. Joyce and I, I don't want to reveal my sources, but there's this man I know. And this man I know went to this particular city called Jerusalem. And when he went there, he had a lot of money. He was flashy. He was showing himself off. He was showing himself to the people. Now I'm just bringing it plain. Watch this. He went there from Jerusalem to Jericho. But guess what? He fell amongst some thieves. Y'all know there's a whole lot of smash and grab going on, right? Y'all know there's a whole lot of folk. I just saw it on TV last night. Um, I think me and my dad was watching TV and, and man was going into a store and some, some, some youngsters tried to rob him in Los Angeles, tried to take his Rolex watch. Then there was another group of people that uh, sound, found some people driving into town, saw that car, ran up, and tried to carjack them. A certain man. Does that make sense now? This is all so clear to me. Because when I read this, it, we're not so far off from 2,000 years ago. Ah, they didn't have Range Rovers and Cadillacs and and, 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 and Escalades and, and what's, the, what's the famous one that people drive now? The Teslas and all of that. We, Jesus didn't have those, but the man came into town. And he was caught by thieves which stripped him of all his clothing and wounded him and then left the man for dead. They left and then left him for dead. Y'all see it? Does that happen often today? You, how many of us seen people, uh, look... I see people all the time. I turn on my social media and I'm just shaking my head. Why do these young people do this to these people? Not saying that young people are bad and this happened, but it just seems to be highlighted on young people that happen to look like me. Uh, they, they, They seem to be highlighted at their worst. Jesus caught these young men at their worst doing something to someone who did nothing wrong at all. How many of you love your neighbor? I'm about to set y'all up, so don't raise your hand. 
Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I'm telling you. This is a setup. I'm telling you know now. All right. How many of you love your neighbor? Jesus saw this young man come into town and get beat up, get stripped, taken of everything he had, even his dignity because he was left naked. If you read it, they took all his clothes, leaving him half dead. I don't know what's worse, being half dead or dead. Which one is worse? Just depending on how someone leave you. Half dead meaning he could have had his eyes knocked out, could have had his brain busted in, could have been bleeding from the side, could have had a leg broken. He probably was in so much turmoil and pain, but Jesus saw the man, this certain man. Look at verse 31. And by chance, we all know things don't happen by chance, right? But Jesus added this word, and by chance, there came down a certain priest. That way... And when he saw him, he passed him by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he saw it at the place, came and looked on him and passed by the other side. How many of you love your neighbor? Don't raise your hand. I think we got some priests in the house. We got some Levites that we hang around with. Everybody want to be a priest. Everybody want to be a Levite. But Jesus pointed them out specifically. The Levites was from the house of, of Levi. They were the ones that took care of the temple. They were the ones that gave the worship. They were the ones that gave the praise. They were the ones that probably collected the money. Then you got the priests. Those the one that went in behind and spoke to God. Those the one that helped take care of the temple as well. Those the ones that gave the word of God. Those are the ones that spoke for God but they saw their neighbor. Y'all missing it. The priests and the Levites, we could say today are believers. The ones who are supposed to have compassion upon people. What did I tell y'all earlier? Oh, I'm good with Jesus. I'm good with a worship. Who that song made me feel so good today? Who I'm just, whoo, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Won't he do it? Yes, he did. We'll shout on all of it. But soon as we get outside, let me step back. As soon as I get out of my praise moment and I think about what someone did to me, I'll walk out to church and not speak to them. Can I ask you, how do we come to church and not speak to other people? Wow, he got real quiet. I think I'm in here by myself. How do we come to church and still be angry with someone in church and still worship God and still praise God? I think I heard in Sunday school, how can light and darkness mix together? That was in Sunday school, I heard that. How can you come to church and talk bad about somebody in church and give your tithes and offerings? And say, Lord, bless me. Levites, priests. Whew. Come in church and you're so angry with people that uh, no, no matter what they say, I just don't even want to hear from them. I don't care what happens in their life. I don't care if their car break down and I drive past them. I'm not stopping. If I see somebody do something outside, hey, I'm just drinking water and minding my business. Yeah, y'all know that song? drink water and mind my business that's a good song because that's what most of us do in the house of the Lord when something is going on with another believer or anyone we walk past them we drink water and mind our business we don't take time out to say how can I help you but let me tell you what a believer does let me tell you what uh, someone who has love for people I'm not talking about anybody in uh, uh, anybody directly I'm not speaking upon someone I know. I'm only telling you about me. Okay? So I want to make that very clear. What I'm talking about is things that God has to constantly work on me. And I hope it convicts you that God can work on you so you can be convicted and your heart is changed as well. Because if you think about this, this next part, verses 33 through 37, 
four verses is so powerful, so impacting, had so much to it. Let's go back. The first few verses dealt with the law, what the law couldn't do in that it was weak, what Paul said. The priests and the Levites knew the law. Y'all know the Ten Commandments? Thou shall not what? Give me one. First one we all know. And what happened to the man? He was robbed. Well, give me another one. Thou shall not, they almost killed a man. Y'all know the Ten Commandments. The first part of this happened to the man. Jesus exposed when you try to live by the law how you will behave. Okay? But when you live by grace, verses 33 on down, you live in love. When you live in grace, you live in mercy. All of this is wrapped up into this second portion. There's, a, there's half, of the, half of the Ten Commandments deals with God. It deals with the law, how we ought to treat God, how we ought to worship God, the things that God tells us. The next portion deals with how we ought to treat our fellow persons. Take a look at verse 33. 33, y'all see it? What happened? A certain Samaritan. We're not going to say who he is. But the Samaritan is what we call a half-breed. Half-Jew, half-Gentile. Half the people that went away. Those people that was caught up in Babylon and came back. Y'all remember the, the Samaritans? When Jesus, if you go back to chapter 9, I think it is, and Jesus uh, went from uh, Jerusalem to Jericho, it's kind of what this dealing with, he saw those nine lepers. Y'all remember that? What do you think they were? And where they were? In Samaria. These were the people they called the outcasts. Y'all remember the woman at the well? And, and, and what, did he, what did they say? He said, we don't have no dealings with you. She said, we don't have no dealings with you Jews. We Samaritans. They were people that you got to stay away from. I read today that there's only about 800 uh, Samaritans left in the world. They're going to be extinct. So guess what the Samaritans are doing now, they said. There's more men than women, so now the men are mingling with the rest of the world to try to keep some of their population alive because they're half-breeds. And here's this Samaritan. I want you to catch this. He journeyed and came where he was, and he saw and had compassion on him. Let's unpack verse 33. When he came, he was proactive. He saw something. Listen, when you're proactive, you don't need anyone to tell you what to do. You just do it. Look, show me some love. That's being reactive, because I'm asking you. Proactive, I'm gonna show you some love. Are y'all with me? When someone says, show me some love, they're saying, you're not giving me what I need. Are y'all with me? Come on now. Somebody ought to write that down right there. When you are not, when someone says, show me some love, is because they're not getting what they need. But when you come into the room and show some love, you're giving people what they need before they ask for it. Mm, mm, mm. The man that was on the side of the road, he couldn't ask for love. He needed some love, y'all. Somebody showed a man some love. We should never have to ask people to show us love. Believers should never have to beg for love because God is love. God shows love. God gives love. Believers, we give what we get. If God gives us love, what we ought to give? Come on, y'all. Everybody say that. When, when God gives it to us, what we ought to give? Simple. We ought to give what we get. You are what you eat. If God is feeding you love, you ought to be able to give it. Be proactive. Give it before it happens. You see somebody in need, go up to them and, and, and bless them real good. Here's this man. He's on the side of the road and the man journeyed and came where he was. He didn't do like the others went around him, but he came to, come on, y'all listen. He didn't step past him and step over him, but he went straight to him. Proactive. Y'all see it? Love. Let me tell you this. Love pays attention. He saw the man where he was. He looked at the man and said, oh, I need to be right there. Look, if you love somebody and you're a believer, and I hope this is going to help you 
uh, uh, for this second half of understanding the, 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 the second half of the Ten Commandments, if you love somebody like you say you do, your neighbor doesn't necessarily have to be someone you know, but because God is in you and you say you love people, you pay attention to them. Are y'all with me? Not only do you pay attention to your surroundings for safety, but you pay attention to other people to make sure they're safe. That's loving my brother. That's where uh, Cain and Abel had the question, am I my brother's keeper? Absolutely I am. So when I'm listening to this news media and they're talking about how uh, 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 the, the Chinese or the Asians and the blacks can't get along in their communities and we see all of this crazy stuff going on and we decide to pick a side I'm black, so I'm going to stay with the black people, regardless if black people we see on the news is fighting Asian people, the, especially the elderly. But I'm going to stick with the black folk because that's what I'm supposed to do. Listen, I'm not my brother's keeper then. Because that's what we call now, we call that bias. We call that now, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You call it, um, uh, um, not hypocritical. I'm looking for a different word. I'll catch it. Huh? Prejudice. Thank you so much. We don't want to be prejudiced to our other brothers and sisters in Christ. Just because someone doesn't look like me don't mean that they don't worship God. Because God is not caught up in our color. God is not caught up in our financial status. God is not caught up in the house that you live in. But God is caught up in what, the, what is called the heart thing. How is your heart right with him? And look. And when your heart is right with God, take a look at 33 again, you'll have compassion on people. See how we just unpacked it that? There was so much in there that when we read this with our regular eyes, we just skip past it. How many of you really love your neighbor? That you have compassion upon people when you see them in need and distress. You can't walk past people when you see them in need and distress. You can't do wrong to people <clears throat> just because you think you can. That is not the way of God. Let me tell y'all something. And I wrote this down. Love doesn't run away from an opportunity. Love runs to an opportunity be because love loves opportunity. Ha. Love loves opportunity. Love wants to be around where I can help. Love needs to be there because we see people and like, I just can't let this go. I just can't, I just can't stand to see this happen. Listen, love is compassionate. Not only that, <clears throat> love is flexible. Flexible. Did I say flexible? What am I saying? Love is flexible. <laughs> love is receptive. Love is reactive and love is responsive. Listen, look at verse 34. And he went to him and bound him up, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. That's flexible. You got <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be flexible knowing that I'm on my way somewhere else, but I love, I love to help people so much that, you know what, what's more important, my donkey or the person's life? Jesus asked that same question. They were more concerned about the Sabbath day of doing works and good and good deeds. And Jesus, well, if your donkey is or your cattle is caught in a ditch on the Sabbath day, are you going to pull it out? Or are you going to leave it in there to be eaten by wild animals or someone else get it or it dies? And they were like, oh, well, of course we're going to get our, uh, but I can't heal on the Sabbath. I can't take care of people that needs to be healed. <clears throat> Just because God rested on the seventh day from all his work, healing somebody is not work for God. God don't need to go out and say, well, let me see how much, let me see, I worked eight hours and 32 minutes. They owe me overtime for healing his daughter. Let's see, uh, somebody was sick in their family. God doesn't keep time like that. God sees the needs of people and God blesses people right where they are. Can you imagine on the Sabbath day, you sick and dying and God just let you die? He didn't care. But we got a God who cares because he sent his son into the world to do what? To die for you and I. 
That's his caring love for us. Oh, my God. I don't know what law or what religion other peoples have and what box they place God in, but my God is not in a box. My God can't be sealed up. My God can't be uh, hidden under a bushel. My God can't be hidden in a building. Listen, no matter what people try to tell you, you don't need to let people know about your religion and, and, and what you believe in and the God you worship. No, baby, listen, I love you so much that I'm so flexible and I'm so responsive. I don't want to see you go to hell because people that want to keep their religion to themselves are not concerned about your salvation. Are y'all with me today? Or am I preaching to myself? Amen. Because I want you to know I love you so much. I don't want to see you go to hell. When we laid my sister-in-law to rest, I know that her soul has been saved. I know that she's confessed the Lord Jesus as her personal savior. And she didn't mind telling you about it, no matter where she was in her life. And that's what some of us have to know today. Even while we're yet living, we have to tell people that Jesus died for them. You have to be receptive to know that when someone's going through something, let me give them some healing touch. Listen. Listen what happened in 34. Can you imagine if the man would have never picked him up and bound up his wounds, pouring uh, oil and wine upon him? The wine is like what we call alcohol today. You need to pour and clean that stuff off. The oil is for healing and soothing of the body. Y'all see that? And not only did he just do that, but he set him up on top of his beast. Whatever animal he had, he set him there and took him somewhere that he can be taken care of. Not just by anybody, but he took care of him. He was flexible. I could tell you all a story. My wife, when we first got together, they used to, at our, at our church in Sacramento, they used to go, um, uh, like, well, we have our food program, our food bank. And after their food program, her and her, and her friend, would go to the gas station, grab some snacks and so forth, get some gas. And one day they happened to see, I don't know how it happened, but they saw this lady behind the gas station living in a tent and so forth. And if my memory serves me right, she was a very smart lady, intelligent. I think she may have been in the medical field or something like that. Am I right? Yeah. And um, they got to talking to the lady, giving the lady, you know, food and probably money and different things. Got to know her, got to meet her. This is being flexible. They needed to go somewhere else. They needed that cash for themselves. They needed these things for themselves. But listen, God placed in them that you need to stop and speak to her because people, millions of people probably passed this gas station, stopped in, got what they needed to get, and thought she was a nobody. But this lady had more degrees probably than all of us put together. This lady was probably smarter than most of the people that we know. But people fall on hard times, y'all. And it's up to us as believers to speak life into people. Oh my God, Jesus, touch. Listen, you. this is where you need to be uh, reactive. See what's going on with someone's life and help them out. Let me tell you this last little bit, this last one, and I promise y'all I'm, I'm almost done. This last one is love will cost something. People say, no, love should be free. No, no, no. Love will cost something. Look at 34 and look at 35 and we'll see. 34, he poured his oil. Y'all see that? That cost. He loved this man. He didn't know him. Listen, you don't have to uh, be intimate physically to love someone, but love means I'm invested in you. Y'all see that? You ever been invested in someone? that you spent something on them and you really didn't have a, a, a deep relationship with them, but I'm invested in what I'm doing. Listen, it costs something. Take a look at it. He poured his oil, that cost. He poured his wine, it cost. He sat him in his Uber, that cost. Y'all see it? He brought him to the day's end, that cost. And then he took care of him, that cost. Are y'all with me? Anybody ever took care of somebody and it cost you? It costs you something. Sometimes we can't be so afraid to spend what we have because we're so busy thinking, if I spend this, I won't get it back. But can I tell you, I live by the laws of reaping and sowing or sowing and reaping, so to speak. Because whatever I sow into the ground, it's got to come out. 
That's what I believe in. I don't necessarily have to do it like you do it, but I believe in giving. And in my giving, God has continued to bless me. Look, I'll tell y'all something. And I want to say this to whoever did it. I don't know who it was. I don't know where. It, I don't even remember when I got it. But um, let me find this real quick while I'm talking. I'm going to go back to, um, go back to costly. I'm going to share this with y'all. And whoever it is, I want to say thank you right now. Uh, I just happened to look at this in my back of my Bible. I don't know where it came from. I don't remember putting it in my Bible. I don't remember the situation. But it's Pastor's Appreciation Day. Someone said, Pastor Valentine. And then there's a little bit of money on here. I don't want to say how much it is because people will be like, ooh, he got a little money. How much is he getting? Don't matter. But it says, here's the part that really meant something to me. More than what's inside of the package. I know it's not much, but I wanted to pay for your lunch. And they put a, a, you know, a little contribution in there. That was more than what's in there. Is that someone took time to think about me to say, hey, I really appreciate you. That cost them that money, whatever it was, but it was a lot for me. So thank you to whoever it was. I don't know. And I just was going through my Bible this morning, and it was in the back where my concordance is, you know, and it was there. And I just said, hmm, wow. And I told my dad, somebody gave me some money. I don't, I don't know who it is, but I, I sure enough appreciate it. That's, that's that uh, sowing and reaping what I'm talking about. When you least expect the harvest, God begins to bless you. Are y'all with me on that? Anybody ever sowed something in the ground? I'm not saying you gave to, to, to the church ministry, but you sowed into someone's life. And you wasn't expecting the harvest to come back. And then you see the fruits of your labor. Whatever it is. It, I, don't even, I don't even know how that happened. It just happened. And however it was, I'm always blessed when I see those things. I'm always blessed when a card. We got some cards this week because our family, you know, we, we're going through this death period, this mourning period. And just the cards that came in just blessed me. Just, just because it was the right moment. I knew the person didn't have to do it, but they did it out of appreciation. I know you're going, I've been where you are. I appreciate that. Listen, I want to tell you thank you to all that gave us cards because it costs something to do it. The people that gave the cards, the people that gave the money didn't have to do it. They could have said, Psst, I don't care. Hey, go through your own little trouble, whatever you're going through. But they took time out of their own busy day, spent their money, and then wrote something down that was costly. Maybe not what you think of like $3,000, but it took a little ink. <laughs> that cost. Yeah, it took a little time to go get it, that cost. Just like this man here, take a look at it. In verse 35, I want y'all to see it. Listen to what he said. And, and he told the guy at the end, and on the morrow, when, I, when he departed, he took out uh, 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 two pence, not even, uh, 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 not even a dollar's worth. Pastor Ware, and he gave it to the host, and he said unto him, y'all ready for this? This is some of y'all shout right here. This is where you can shout because you once was on the back of a donkey or the back of a beast. You once where this young man was, where you was beaten up, down and out and on your worst. And somebody had to pick you up and bring you somewhere to fix you up. Anybody ever been broken before? I hope I'm not the only one in the room. Anybody ever felt like you was half dead and you didn't think you was coming back out of this thing? And then all of a sudden, someone pays your bill, verse 35. Take care of him. Y'all see that? Somebody need to circle that. Somebody need to tweet that. Jesus, take care of him. Y'all see it? Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come back, I'll repay all of it. Somebody took care of my debt when I didn't have enough to take care of my own debt. Somebody took care of me when I didn't have enough sense to take care of my own self. Somebody took my sins to the cross when I tried to do it on my own and do it through the law, do it through uh, street means, do it through everything else. But somebody had to pay the cost for getting me to where I'm at today so I could propel to the next level to be a kingdom citizen walking on the streets of glory and where views walls of Jasper where I can praise God. Somebody had to be hung up from a hang up.
Somebody had to be nailed in the hand. Somebody had to shed the blood that I could make it in. Somebody had to die for my sins. Go into a borrowed tomb and rise early. That I have a right to the tree of life. Somebody had to pay the cost. Somebody had to do it. And when someone had to do it, <clears throat> I got to tell you that love that he did it healed my body. The love that God gave through his son Jesus dying on the cross <clears throat> brings healing to the world. The world doesn't even know that they need healing. Because sister, where when you have dead, you don't know what's going on around you anyway. Things are just happening in your life when you're half dead. Half dead means I'm halfway conscious and I'm halfway out. Does that make sense? I halfway get it and I halfway don't understand. I see that Jesus died on the cross. I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I see that he did it. And if I just wake up enough to see that he did it, no longer can I be dead, but I'll be alive in him. I can live with him with all eternity. And I want somebody today to know that you don't have to live half dead. You don't have to live <clears throat> like those, like the, like the, uh, uh, the Levite or the priest that walked past them with the law. But you want to show some grace and some mercy. Listen, not just to everybody, but listen, even to yourself. You got to show yourself because he said, love your neighbor as yourself. In order to love other people, you got to love yourself too now. Come on, somebody. And then the people that I meet who may not have what I'd have, the people that I meet may be going through something. Can you show them some kindness here and there? Because can I tell you, love is kind. Love is patient. Love is, love is long-suffering. Love is not boasted up. Love is not proud. Love is not angry. But love is God. And God is love. So I don't know who we talking to today. And you came in here today, you had your mind set on when I leave this place, I can't wait to tell so and so off. They better not talk to me no more. But can I tell you, that's not the love of God. You won't be blessed when you're walking around hating on folk and mad at people for the slightest little thing. I've learned just to forgive people and move on. Because listen, I don't need anything stopping my blessing from getting to heaven. And the Lord said to me when I step into uh, his presence, and I'm looking on the other side, I see the gates, and I'm just waiting for him to call my name. But then when I get to the front, I don't want the Lord to say to me, listen, I don't think any of us want to hear God say to us, you, you, you confess me, but that wasn't real. You said it because everybody else said it. And you say, no, Lord, I was shining bright. Can't you see it? He goes, no, that was a reflection of somebody else shining on you. There was no light in you at all. Your heart has been darkened. Your heart was never full of light, grace, and mercy. And then when God starts playing back the tapes, I don't know what it's going to look like, VHS, DVD, or 8 millimeter, whatever it is, a, a, a thumbstick, I don't know, whatever God's going to show us. However, our life is going to be revealed to us. Deacon Anuma, I want the Lord to say, thou good and faithful servant. See right here is when you really confess me. See right here is when you really repented. See right here when, 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 when you did my will, you did what I told you to do. And I need somebody in here to really do the will of God. I need somebody in here to really do what God has called you to do throughout life. Because when we finally give your eulogy, guess what? We can say good words for you down here, but his words is the last words. Does that make sense, somebody? And I want everybody to be saved. I wish everybody can go to heaven. I wish everybody can stay there and, 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 and walk with God. But I know that every time we run into someone, people won't, won't believe it. I told y'all, <clears throat> if you heard any of my messages I gave prior to uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday, I said that was the holiest week and we were going to be under attack. I didn't know that I was going to get sick. Didn't know I was going to lose my voice. Didn't know I, I wasn't going to be able to breathe like I was. But I knew... Uh, an attack was going to happen somewhere. And the enemy has been attacking most of us all of our lives on our weakest spot. He finds the Achilles heel and he makes sure I'm going to keep this in front of you to keep you uh, 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 where, where you won't get to your best potential. 
But can I tell somebody today that you just loosen up and ask God to remove whatever it is. And if God doesn't remove it, just say, Lord, I'll deal with this uh, thorn in my flesh until the day I leave here. But God, you just don't leave me. Do I got a witness on that? <clears throat> God, I don't need you leaving me even though there's a thorn in my flesh. I don't know what your thorn is, but whatever it is, you ask God to stay with you. Amen? Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you today in the name of Jesus. God, we praise your name, God. We give you glory. God, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. God, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness, God. Lord God, we want to be like this good Samaritan, God. We may not be full <clears throat> uh, Jew. We may not be full Gentile. God, we got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But God, we thank you today that you are in us and we become full citizens of the kingdom. God, I pray for someone right now who don't know you in the pardon of their sins. God, whether they're on the phone, whether they're social media, whether they're here. God, I pray that you fill them today with the power of your Holy Ghost. Touch them right now, Father. And God, we begin to lift up and thank you and give you praise. Because you're worthy to bring praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, church. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. And we always have to give the invitation. Because we don't know everybody's heart. I believe everybody in this room is saved. I believe that you know God. But in case someone says, you know what? I've been faking all this time. I've been telling folk I'm saved, but really I'm not. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, or you're on the phone, or you're on social media, you don't know Jesus <clears throat> as your personal savior, this is the time you can invite him into your heart. And the Lord will come into your heart. He will change you and make you brand new. He won't make you be somebody else that you're not, but he'll make you brand new in him. And so with that, I don't know who we're talking to, but this is your time to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Lord, I'm a sinner that needs to be saved, and I need you right now. Lord, I thank you for your son Jesus dying for me. Lord, I thank you that he rose from the grave. And Lord, I thank you that his blood washes away my sins. And with that being said, because he rose from the grave, the Bible says you confess the Lord Jesus as your Savior and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Maybe there's somebody saying, well, Pastor, I just want to join church today. I, I need a church home, somebody who's going to teach me these ways, somebody who's going to walk with me. We can make St. Paul your church home today. All you got to do is let us know that you want St. Paul to be your church home. Type it in the comments. Spell it out. Tell us. Reach us at stpaultabbc at gmail.com. We'll make sure we reach back at you. You need some prayer? Listen, we on our prayer call every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. All you got to do is get up and tune in. Somebody will be praying for you. Tell them you need prayer. Get on the call early. Tell them you need prayer. But if you need prayer today, we'll pray with you today. We'll pray with you right now because we believe the power of God is more powerful than anything else. Amen, somebody. I don't care how many people they put on the moon. I don't care how much electricity and windmills they make. It won't be more powerful than God. Amen. So, Father, we thank you now as we come to this uh, closing. Lord, we ask that you touch those who need prayer today. Father, we ask that you move in their lives. God, I'm praying for someone whose heart is just hard, and I'm praying for someone's heart is broken. God, I ask that you touch and fill them today in the name of Jesus. God, somebody's sad about some situation, and God, we need you right now, Lord. God, I pray for those who are not saved and those who are listening and skeptical about what we're preaching because they believe it's from some other country or culture. Lord, they, they're upset about something. But God, we ask that you touch that heart today, Lord. God, that ground that is hardened. Break it up in the name of Jesus. God, that the power of the Holy Spirit will come in. We thank you, Lord, as you save them right now. Heal them and deliver them in the name of Jesus. Amen and praise God. All right, church. Listen, it, we are on our 12 o'clock hour, y'all. And I am so grateful we got out of here just in time. Amen. That was perfect timing. <clears throat> but I want to tell you, I want to thank all of you that are here today. I heard there was a whole lot of people last week, and me and the wife, we missed them. But guess what? There's a whole lot of people in here right now. All you make a whole lot of people. And I appreciate all of you for being here today. Amen. 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 And, you know, I, I just want to say as, as, as we get ready to stand and give the benediction that uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a Sunday. 
but in the house of the Lord and worshiping with you believers here today because you all could have been anywhere else, but I thank you for being here because here in God's word and, and when I preached his word, trust me, I'm not talking about anybody, but I'd be afraid God's going to have me keep exposing myself. Amen. Because y'all know my neighbors is just, you know, I'm pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. You know, God is still working some things out. Sister Shar. he's working it out. He's working it out. And, and while he's working it out in me, I hope he's working it out in you. And I don't want y'all to ever think that the pastor's supposed to be so holy that he don't make mistakes or sin. You're right. Because sometimes we do that. And when the pastor mess up, what we do, we don't oh, see, 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 I see. I, I, I knew, I knew, I knew. No, God is still real. Trust me now. God is still real, you know, but he's still working on me like he's working on some of y'all. And, and when God is doing that, instead of talking about people, you, your brother's keeper, your sister's keeper, you got to treat that person as your neighbor and pray for them because you want them praying for you. Come on, y'all. That's important. That's important. <clears throat> and I don't want to talk about nobody else in gossip and he say, she say, and this, that, and the other, because that doesn't, that doesn't make us uh, 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 look right in the sight of God. Do y'all with me? It does, God, God is watching and listening to us. Because, you know, I got a whole lot of stuff to talk about because I didn't see a whole lot of people digging the new I seen a whole lot of people do some stuff and a whole lot of people seeing me do some stuff. And we keep talking about what all we did. We just talking about past stuff. But can we talk about our future? That's all I want to talk about is our future, where we going, what God has destined and designed for us. So with that being said, come on, y'all, let's get ready to move into our future and get out of this holy place. All right. You singing, honey? Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. Come on, y'all. God be with you. God be with you. My voice messed up. God be with you until we meet again. It's good to see all of y'all. God be with you. Come on and sing it now. God be with you. Father, we thank you once again, God. Lord, as we leave this place and never your presence, God, I ask that you touch somebody today. Lord God, that they can just love their neighbors as themselves. God, we thank you for this portion, Lord God, as we hear about your word in the commandments, how you spilled it out in the New Testament. God, we ask that you touch and keep us, Lord. God, that we don't sin against you as we leave this place and never your presence. God, we ask that you watch over us, bless us, keep your word hid deep in our heart, Lord God, that we can call it out in that time of trouble. We thank you, Lord. And then, God, when we get in that time of praise, we'll shout your word. We'll shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Now, may the grace of our God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, ruin, abide, hence, now and forevermore. And all of God's people, just shout it out. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Bishop Dr. Greg Valentine, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Tabernacle Baptist Church of San Francisco. This has been the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. To nominate your congregation for Church of the Week, please email us the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to your church's website, to Church of the Week at SalemSF.com. Again, that's the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to the website and email to Church of the Week at SalemSF.com. While all submissions will be considered, not every submission is guaranteed airtime. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure to tune in again next week at this time for the Church of the Week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.